Hey, podcast family. Welcome to another episode of Sisters in Scripture. You got your girl, Sister Glow here, and I have with me Lady T. Hey, y'all. And Mary Bear. And we are going to be doing this episode about Jacob when he wrestles with God. It's found in Genesis chapter 32. But first, we will start off with prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together again, Lord. We pray for all the crazy foolishness that is going on around the world, Lord. We pray for everything that's going on in the promised land, Lord. We pray for these brothers that continue to fight each other, Lord. We pray for peace in their hearts and comfort for all those who are losing loved ones in all these senseless wars and battles. We pray for all the movies that we are seeing over here in America and all the TV shows that we are seeing over here in America and all over the world that are pushing agendas against Christianity, Lord. We pray that you protect the hearts of those Christians as they have to bear through all these anti-Christian messages. And we pray for the children, Lord, that they do not get influenced by Mm -hmm. all these anti-Christian messages that have been pushed out into society, Lord. We pray that you just... Speak to them as they go throughout their day. Let them know that you are there with them. Let them know that you are real. Let them see you. Let them be with you. Be close to our children, Lord, and protect them as they go to and from school, as they go to and from home, as they witness the world. We pray that you protect their minds, their bodies, and their souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're going to talk about Good old Jacob, but a little bit of a background. Jacob and Esau, the two are brothers, and Jacob conned his way into stealing his brother's inheritance and birthright. Then he fled, and his brother Esau threatened him and said that he's going to kill him. So Jacob never went back home where he belonged, Um, him going to Laban and having the wives, he kept away from his actual home where Esau was residing. In this chapter 32, it seems as if Jacob wanted to kind of make things right with his brother. So he sent his messenger for his brother. And the messenger came back and told him that his brother Esau was on his way with 400 men. So as you can imagine, Jacob got scared and he became the um, trickster that he is. He decided to split his profits and his inheritance or, you know, they, they said a company in the Bible. So he split it where one went to one place and the other one went to another place. And just in case his brother Esau came and attacked one, that he would be able to still have something. So he separated basically just in case of that. And <clears throat> one night um, while they were camping, Jacob decided to have his wives and his two female servants and the 11 sons cross over to go to a different place. And he stayed back. The family, where they went, they went along with the inheritance that Jacob split as well. So Jacob stayed back and 
this is where it talks about he wrestled with God. So he he wrestled. It said that he wrestled with a man. It could be an angel. It could be God. But in in the scripture, he stated that it was God himself. So he wrestled with this man till daybreak. And then he realized that he did not win the fight when he touched his hip and felt that the socket of his hip was out of his joint as he wrestled with God. And God basically said, let me go before the day breaks. But Jacob said he would not let go until God blessed him. So then God asked Jacob and said, what is your name? Right. And Jacob said, Jacob. And then God said, your name shall no longer be Jacob, but now you will be called Israel for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. Then Jacob asked God, what is your name? And God was like, why is it, why are you asking about my name? So then God blessed them and the daybreak and Jacob called that place that the whole wrestling happened, Penel, which means for I have seen God face to face and my life is preserved. Then he left the camp and he was basically walking with a limp on his hip. So this is like a scar that he got forever. The last verse says that because of this and the, the, um, the signs of the socket coming out of his hip, that the children of Israel up to this day do not eat the muscle that shrank, which is on the hip socket because he touched the socket of Jacob's hip. So ladies, what do you think of the story? (laughs) this story has always confused me honestly because i have theories about it but i'm not sure if any of them is like for real for real for instance the man that jacob wrestled with Mm -hmm. who was that was it god because that's what jacob thought was it jesus Mm -hmm. was it Mm -hmm. an angel and and what does it all mean i i guess i interpret it to mean hold on to god and then you'll get blessings. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if that's exactly what the point of the whole story is. So okay. this story has always confused me a little bit. <laughs> why okay. did why did God hit him in the hip? Like, ouch. And then um his and then his sock and he had to walk with a limp. But mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that was kind of a beautiful part because it to me it means like, yeah, you might struggle in life. You might come, you know, come through it with scars, but you'll come through it blessed. Mm-hmm. So I always mm-hmm. talk, took that to mean that. But overall, I feel like I don't have a great grasp of this story. So what do you okay. guys think? I'll put it back off of you, Sister Glow. I completely agree because I, I have read this story several times over and I'm still confused partially because I, I agree with what you're saying. If you hold on to God, you can prevail through and also, if you think about it, Jacob has been a trickster, mm-hmm. a bit of a fibber, a liar, all of that. Well, not a bit. He has been, let's be honest. <laughs> um, and then I find it interesting that like God is God, right? So like mm-hmm. for real, for real, God could obliterate you in 2.2 seconds, 1.2 right. seconds or a nanosecond. I don't know. 
So it's interesting that he actually sat here and fought with Jacob for mm-hmm. like as long as he did because he could have really just won instantaneously. But maybe it was to teach Jacob a lesson because mm-hmm. if you think about it, all of this time, Jacob has been rolling through life, getting away with murder, doing whatever he wants to do. And now he actually has a remnant of weakness in a certain sense, if you want to look at it like that, or a a, a scar of fighting that, yes, he's blessed by God. He's seen the face of God, but at a at a bit of a cost, because if you think about it, he's gotten his way this whole time. He got the woman he wanted, even though he did have to pay the Laban and all that, which, yeah, 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 I get that. But for real, for real, he's been skirting through life. So in a certain sense, I guess if you think about it, this is what he gets for being the trickster and the liar and manipulator that he is in a certain sense. It's a very low price to pay. But then he also becomes not Jacob but Israel which is the name derived from the chosen people so Mm -hmm. I don't know I have mixed mixed feelings about it so this to me what I I gather from it is that with Jacob like you said he's been a trickster for a long time and he's at a point of weakness where he needs to go back home so what do you have to do now is to make things right before you go home. Because the last words that he heard from his brother was, I will kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> he had to send a messenger to test the waters. And then he tried to lavish him with gifts mm-hmm. to try to kind of soften the blow just in case he gets back there, you know, that his brother might not kill him. So he was still kind of being a trickster because really Esau could have killed the messenger if he really wanted to and send a message back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was still being a trickster. And then when the messenger came back and basically said, yo, your brother's coming back with 400 folks, right? He decided, okay, well, let me be a trickster again. Let mm-hmm. me split my inheritance. If he attacks me, he could take this portion, but guess what? I'll still have another portion hidden, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was still being a trickster. And then sending away his family as a man to what I seen, you were supposed to be a protector. Of yeah. Your yeah. I got you literally let them loose <laughs> and you were hiding in the right. nutshell. And I think so, he sent him up ahead. <laughs> so he sent him in front. Yeah. He's supposed to be out in front. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he sent his babies and, and wife up in front. But yeah, I got that from that too. But go ahead. Right. So then it's like, you know, now with him wrestling with God, to me, that portion exhibited him wrestling with his past. And mm-hmm. God pulling his hip out of the socket. To me, it was like, uh, you know, like you said, when you go through some things, when you go through life challenges, there's always a scar, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to remind you where you came from, right? So I mm-hmm. felt like that was his reminder every time he was limping. It was going to be a reminder of where God brought him from. Mm-hmm. And with him saying for him to bless him and don't let go, I took that as, okay, I'm in a sticky situation. 
you know, as you know, blessing is like have, having the favor of God, right? And like he mm-hmm. said in here that God preserved him. So he was assured that he wasn't going to be killed by his brother at that time. He knew that he had the favor of God. And that's what he was asking because he's known that he's been a trickster and has not been right with with God like that. So he was asking at that point. I felt like throughout the night when they were fighting at some point, he knew that it was God. Mm-hmm. So that's when he said, I'm not going to let go till you bless me. And then the part about God asking him for his name at that point, I was like, hmm, why? God already knew him. But it's a part of confessing and repentance to me. And mm-hmm. then when, you know, when you say your name, basically saying I'm owning up to everything that this person has done. And then at that point, God was able to change his name and make him a brand new person because now he has he he was honest of who he was and gave him a new name and gave him a meaning to that name. So that's what I took out of that. Okay. I like that. <laughs> that's that's uh very helpful. Lady T, and it makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, most definitely. I don't know about you, Sister Glow, but that was very uh, <laughs> eye opening and very helpful because I've been confused for quite some time. Well, yeah. So, so you you mentioned about the name change, which is interesting because you know mm-hmm. Jacob meant trickster, and I feel mm-hmm. like when God asked him, you know, what's your name? Jacob Mm -hmm. saw himself as that. He still saw Mm -hmm. himself as a trickster and, Mm -hmm. you know, the person who got over on all these people. But I feel like God, even though we have done things in our past that we might not be proud of, we've all made mistakes in our life. We've all done foolish things. And sometimes we still see ourselves as that foolish person who did those foolish things it might not have even been a long time ago it might have been like last night or whatever but Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) we still see ourselves as that um Mm -hmm. but God points out to us like no you're more than that you know you're my child and you're you're and I have a plan for you he surely had a plan for Jacob Jacob became Mm -hmm. Israel and Israel became the father of the 12 tribes of Israel so Mm -hmm. um I feel like God sees us in that same light as we might not see us as anything better than what we did in the past, but he sees his beautiful child. So I did Mm -hmm. get that from that too. And I will Mm -hmm. also, I want to just add about the fight that Mm -hmm. I feel like in life, sometimes God trains us for like bigger fights. Mm -hmm. I almost Mm -hmm. feel like life is like a, and you know, I was prime military. I almost feel like life is like a boot camp for like the big fight Mm -hmm. at the end. (laughs) because in boot camp you're getting trained so that if you have to go to war or battle or whatever you're not Mm -hmm. like squeamish and running away but the same thing with with life sometimes we get trained with these like little fights so that when we have to do the big fight which is like you know fight fighting against princes and principalities and evil and all that stuff like that we were pretty much trained up and I feel like that's part of what this fight was too with Jacob Mm -hmm. because he had to face his past. He had right. to face his brother. He had to face mm-hmm. basically death. Right. All of these things right. that he had to face. And I think that that fight, like before the fight, he was still a punk. 
He was sending exactly. his family ahead exactly. of him. Exactly, doing every trick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to, you know, he was mm-hmm. scared. He was a punk. Mm-hmm. But after the fight, mm-hmm. he was like, you know, he walked off and he met with, mm-hmm. he did what he had to do. It was like, mm-hmm. it was like a training period for him, I feel like. so Right. And that hip, you know, like that, that's a, that's a thing. Like if you see somebody limping, what are you going to say? What happened to you? You okay? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a testimony as well that he is basically going to have to give a testimony and accounted for what he has done. Yeah. To me, it's kind of like, you know, like, you know, God delivered me from being this, that, that. So I see it as also like a testimony. And, you know, if you read chapter 33, I know we all didn't go far, but um, basically Esau didn't care about the gifts. He was mm-hmm. ready to receive his brother, period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that right there is a blessing. You know, it was like you could have reached out like his anger didn't last. But being a trickster, he knew what he did wrong. And usually those who do you wrong it's harder for them to forgive themselves because they know what mm-hmm. they did to you. Mm-hmm. That's facts you right there. Been, you could have forgotten about it and just, you know, prayed about it, got over it. But they're the ones that literally will be beating themselves because they knew exactly what they did intentionally to you. Right. That's true. Because that guilt, that guilt is a monster, man. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I can really mm-hmm. eat the person up. They be feeling bad for having a <laughs> And the person like them forgot about that. They they fine. <laughs> right. They're like, oh, we're we're good. Like, are you sure we good? Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah. I do think it's interesting that God came to Jacob when he was alone and he was afraid. Mm-hmm. And he was in that mm-hmm. dark place. And mm-hmm. I feel like that happens a lot of times in life too. When you're afraid, when you're in your darkest moment that's like that golden opportunity when God comes down and he talks to you or he enlightens you about something. Mm-hmm. Many a dark, many a dark moments I've had where I've had like these very enlightening experiences. You you start to see, you see life different when you're in those dark places. You start to be able to analyze things better. God just meets you there and he talks to you. And, and I feel like this is just kind of like one of those examples where Jacob was alone, he was afraid, and it was the darkest, probably one of the most darkest times of his life. Mm-hmm. And that's where a lot of times Jesus comes and God comes and meets us in those dark places, which is just speaks to God's awesomeness again. I think that mm-hmm. most of the time when you hear people, when they said they went through something terrible and they hit rock bottom and that God, mm-hmm. that's when they found God. Mm-hmm. It's because mm-hmm. you're the most broken and you're the most receptive. It's mm-hmm. also you're the most yep. isolated and you're and you're in a spot where you're able to receive much more than if you're higher up or if you have things more together, quote unquote. So it is it is a testimony to how God is awesome, but he also is knowing and he understands and he sees that sometimes for a lot of us, we're just not going to get it until we're in a place where this is all we have. And he will be there to show you like, hey, look, I've been here all this time. You haven't seen it. And now that Mm -hmm. you're at this really bad point, you can fully understand I've been here and I don't want anything from you but to love you and protect you and take care of you. And that's probably why people see it the most at those times, because they're the most vulnerable. They're they're most selfless. 
rather than mm-hmm. selfish and mm-hmm. more understanding because they can just see everything much better. They don't have the distractions. They don't have all the other things to block them out. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to piggyback that part off. Mm-hmm. So what do y'all think about breaking of day? What do you think symbolizes that? Because that was said. I'll definitely say the breaking of day, that's when the darkness goes away and the light comes and it's positivity and good. Of course, the whole good versus evil, because, you know, everyone says darkness is evil and good is light. The, the, the darkness that he went through, and it's probably like, and you know, the light bulb moment for him where he actually came the light came on and was like, oh, I'm not that trickster. I don't have to be that trickster. I can be a better person and God loves me and here I am and he's here fighting with me to show me better things. And so he just got to see all of that at that point and really understand what was happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. It's like he became enlightened. Like, And a lot of times we get that with when we struggle Sometimes it's the struggle that causes us to become enlightened because we gain strength, we gain wisdom, our faith gets tested and stretched. And then when it comes through on the other side, that grows our faith and our confidence in God that he's going to pull us through no matter how dark and gloomy it looks. And I think that might have been what the daybreak was uh, symbolic of just that enlightenment that you get after, you know, surviving a struggle for so long. Mm-hmm. I actually looked it up and daybreak is like basically having like a literally a crack of light mm-hmm. in the midst of the sky. So it's not like the day where the sun is out and all the sky is cleared. This is like literally a crack of light. And I was just thinking about him saying you're wrestling with me. It's almost daybreak. And that to me was like he was fighting for what he really desired for God to do till he saw that hope that light he was not gonna let go so I took that as that symbol Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's like you don't have to see the full but you just need to see a little crack Mm -hmm. (laughs) of light of hope seeing the light at the end of the tunnel so just that little light and you're like oh and it like gives you so much hope just by seeing just a little bit of light yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. One more thing. Mm-hmm. I will not let go until you bless me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that to me, why? Why do y'all think that he? He. I mean, at first I was confused. I was like, how in the world does he ask somebody that he don't know that he's fighting with to bless him? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like that to me was a form of desperation like Mm -hmm. I just want to get a blessing Mm -hmm. obviously you're here for a reason and I don't know what is happening and I can't win against you but you're going to bless me you didn't took out my socket already so I mean (laughs) he's like he's like whoever you are you 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 got favor something you know you strong you you got Mm -hmm. some kind of divine power so I need you to bless me like it was like desperate moment at that time yeah, like you holding him down, like you're gonna bless me. Like I'm not letting go, and you know that just affirms that you know when we desire something from God, 
that even when we are tired, even when it's like the darkest of the darkness, we shouldn't give up praying that same prayer to God. Like you got to keep going. You got to keep asking, you know, don't give up because you're not seeing it yet, but just keep asking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jacob didn't give up because I know if someone uh, knocked my hip out of socket, I would have been like, "You running? I'm running." <laughs> I would have been scared. I'd been like, "All right, you got it, you got it." I give up. I'm calling Uncle, like Uncle, <laughs> Mercy or whatever. Here's my little safe word. I've been using safe word, girls. <laughs> hey, they they were they were fighting all night. I would have been like, "Can we get a break? Can I go to the bathroom? Can I get something?" <laughs> Um, okay, I'll be going towards the, the the outside of wherever I was, the camp, tent, whatever. I'm unzipping something. I'm crawling out. I'm out. <laughs> right. yeah, pretty much. But but I think that's what the confusing part is because we're looking at mm -hmm. it as if we were in a fight with a man. But right, I think right. that but Jacob realized that he wasn't in a fight with a man. He was in a yep. fight with the all loving father. And yeah. I think that Jacob, you know, for us, we'd have been like, okay, we out because we ain't trying to, you know, die. But obviously, mm -hmm. Jacob, even though he was wrestling with God, he, it seemed like he did, he, at not once did he say, oh, please don't kill me or think that he was going to die. He was mm -hmm. like, no, I know that you're powerful. Um, mm -hmm. And I know that you love me. And, you know, so I'm going to just keep on holding on to you until I'm mm -hmm. blessed. Like, I know I did wrong. And really, Jacob, I think uh, Jacob, his entire life was really wrestling with himself. Right, and right. Yep. He just, you know, he was wrestling with himself. He was running from people. He was mm -hmm. wrestling between good and evil within himself that whole time. So I think like this whole wrestle with God was just a... Uh, I don't know, like maybe an outward like expression of that uh, or whatever, or maybe, huh? Say that again. That's an outward cry because yeah, he was like an from anxiety cry. and you know all of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, or maybe I mean God was trying to wrestle with him to get that you know get that that trickster spirit out of him. Hey. You know. <laughs> Yeah, very pull much it so. Out of the Look, pulling it out of his pocket. That's there right. Go. There you go. Pulling that trickster spirit out of him. So, mm -hmm. you know that that might be what it was too. Like I said, like this this thing has. I have all these kind of theories about it, but like mm -hmm. I, it's always like been like, and I think it's because I look at it like, man, if that was me and someone was speaking to me, I'm gonna be like, all right, you got it, you got it, <laughs> right, you know? right, right. <laughs> And I have one more last question, y'all. Do y'all think blessings come easy? Or do y'all think the blessings oh. come with a uh, challenge? A challenge? Yeah. yeah. A, cha a challenge. I mean, I think occasionally you might get a blessing or something. If it's, It depends on what it is and where you are mm -hmm. and what's going on mm -hmm. with you. So, like, sometimes we get blessings that we don't even ask for or know mm -hmm. about and they're mm -hmm. bestowed on us. Like the time that I'm over here fussing about this cop stopping in the middle of the road, impeding my way to work. But he really was moving this big old piece of metal that I would have rolled over and probably like cut all my tires. So mm -hmm. I didn't ask for that. So I got mm -hmm. blessed that day with that. But then, you know, like somebody asking for a million dollars, 
I'm not even going to necessarily say that that's a blessing because we all know that with everything comes something. So I think it just, I think it depends on what you're, you're asking for or what have you. Like, I will definitely say like, I asked for a husband and a family and it took a very long time for me to get that. And I had to go through a whole lot of a lot to get to it. But nonetheless, I prevailed because God blessed me, but it was a process. And I understand Mm -hmm. looking back on it now, I had to go through Mm -hmm. the process in order to be prepared for my Mm -hmm. blessing. So Mm -hmm. I do think it's a challenge overall, Mm -hmm. especially Mm -hmm. if it's something that's major, but like, you know, sometimes, yeah, Mm -hmm. if it's something major, but if it's something like, oh boy, my foot hurt, this rock in my shoe. And then you just Mm -hmm. take the shoe off. like, oh, thank you, Lord. You know to take my shoe off and get this rock. Let me do it. Right. Right. Yeah. I I definitely think that blessings are a challenge on two levels. The first level Mm -hmm. would be to get a blessing can be a challenge. So sometimes Mm -hmm. like if you ask God, like, Lord, I need, I want more patience. Then God just doesn't be like, okay, boom, magic wand, patient. No, he'll have you go through something where you have mm-hmm. to have patience. And then mm-hmm. over and then that patience grows and you actually develop patience. But it's a lot of work for you to have to grow through that thing. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes mm-hmm. even the blessing when you get it is hard work too. Like mm-hmm. for instance, Mary Berry, you said, like, I pray for, you know, a husband and children. And then when you get the husband and children, mm-hmm. it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work to cultivate Ooh. the marriage mm-hmm. and to raise Ooh. these children yes say it louder for the people say it louder for the people in the back to sustain it because some days you want to question you be like what right it's a blessing but man it's just some hard work to like it is it is definitely hard work so blessings Mm -hmm. are um yeah i see it both ways i see it as i see it as a challenge in both ways in both regards it could be a challenge to obtain it and then a right. challenge to keep it after you've obtained it. Um, mm-hmm. so, yeah. That's true. And I think that also with, um, you know, when you're getting a blessing, because of the world that we live in, the enemy is not going to make it easy. Mm-hmm. You know, so I That's felt true. like even with, you know, God blessing you, he's always going to play with your mind. He's always going to try to intervene. So that's like every blessing I felt like would come with a test. Mm-hmm. So that's that that's what I see blessing as. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yep, I see that too. And it seems like it seems like the devil's most active right mm. when you're about to get your breakthrough. Girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yes, everything that. is coming up against you. I'm about to graduate from college and I get sick yes, and you know my dog dies. And like all these things start happening and make you want to drop out of college, like right before you get the degree. So it's gonna right. and it's, it it happens like that in all life and then you know though for for those of for those who have pushed through and hung on despite all the struggle that's going on around them and then like as soon as daybreak happens or your breakthrough happens it's like oh mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. worth it to hang on through that whole time I was mm-hmm. supposed to get this so mm-hmm. yeah I agree. And then let's really talk about real quick. This will be the last. I thought the last, last time, but this will for real be the last. You know, I um, when I read the chapter, I noticed that um, all the stuff that Jacob has, man, it seems like Jacob was rich. Like, yeah, he, 
he had money, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you know, the point is he couldn't escape his past. Mm. He was still not happy. He was still having anxiety about his past and what he has done. And, you know, that just shows that it doesn't matter how rich you are or all the stuff that you have in this world. When you don't have peace, you will never rest at all. Yes, that's the at truth. All. At all. That's the truth. Yeah. So, and money couldn't buy Esau, right? He couldn't right. buy Because he tried to send it all. <laughs> he was like, nah, I'm good. I'm coming. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> right that's so true that's so true a lot of people think oh you know if I make you know six <laughs> figures and I'll be good I'll, I, you know right. all this anxiety or whatever and depression will leave me and none of that is true you, you work hard then you start making six figures you're like man I'm still depressed <laughs> I'm still struggling I'm still that <laughs> right. anxious yeah <laughs> It don't feel good. <laughs> right. That's because yeah. that's not what was lacking. The money wasn't mm-hmm. what was lacking. Right. There's something right. else there, you know? That's right. Yeah. There's a relationship yeah. with God that sometimes, you know, because there's, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody has, you know, we're all flawed, of course, but everybody has part piece of them that is like, feels like it's missing. And I really mm-hmm. feel like the only thing that can fill that piece is God. So some people are looking mm-hmm. for it in money or sex or power mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever. When I when I finally get that position, then I'll be fulfilled. And, and then they get the position and then they're like, why am I not fulfilled? Well, because mm-hmm. you're going after the wrong thing. You know, that's mm-hmm. not the key. So. Right. Mm. And God is so personal, girl. Like even with the story, he wants that alone time with you. Throughout mm-hmm. whatever you're going through, like your struggles, he wants you to be with him, go through it with him, whatever you're going through. Like he is a personable, per, um, you know, individual deity, whatever you want to see God as, he is that to you, your comforter, your, your provider, whatever he is. But when we're going through challenges, he wants us to come to him first because he's the only one that can solve our problems. He's the only one that has the key to what we need, mm-hmm. not humans, you know. And with him struggling and wrestling with Jacob, that just shows like, you know, when we wake up in the middle of the night when something is on our mind and we're like just staring at the wall or staring at the ceiling, that's not what he's asking us to do. He wants us to get on our knees and start praying to him. So that he can give you that resolution. He can give you that peace because he's working throughout the night regardless. So, you know, I feel like that's just that that that's something that we need to start really taking account because I know some some nights I wake up and I'm like, why am I so up early? Like 2 a.m. What's up? Mm-hmm. And then things start going through my head and I'm trying to solve it myself. But mm-hmm. instead of that, he wants you to pray, even if it's to daybreak he wants you to pray because your your blessing can be in that prayer at that moment and he's going to answer it you know just not you just standing at the wall and trying to figure it out yourself because you're not going to solve it you would have if you could but you you can't mm-hmm. mm. yeah that's powerful mm-hmm. and very true mm-hmm. i concur <laughs> all right so I guess we're going to do final thoughts. 
Oh, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> There's so many. There's I so know many. that's real hard. Ooh. <laughs> was... mm, well, whomever wants to go first can go. I'll go. I'll say that uh, Jacob was a lot of things. He was a trickster and he was a liar and a manipulator, but he also did not give up and God never gave up on Jacob. Jacob holding on to God and holding on to what is good is what helped him to get his blessing. He struggled but he still held on to what was good and that um, even though he walked away with scars, he walked away with a blessing. Oh, no. Mm, very nice. Mine would be simple. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestle till your day break comes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I guess mine is going to be the super simplest. Mine is going to be a uh, be open mm-hmm. to God to begin with. Mm. All right. Well, then we're going to pray out. All right. Father God, we come to you to thank you for this wonderful word this week. May it be a blessing to our listeners and anyone who indirectly also hears through um, those who are directly listening. Allow for the reason for this season to translate through and through to everything and everyone all throughout the world so that we can all just remember that regardless of our thoughts and our 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 situations that we're all people and that we are all loved through you and we're ready to receive you no matter what allow for us to be willing and open to receive you allow for us to hold on to you so that we can get our blessings whichever way may they may come and be rejoicing and keeping them and doing what needs to be done to be right. I pray all these things in your precious and holy name and just ask for blessings upon blessings for all of our listeners as well as us and families and so forth. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.